been talking about. And uh, then we're going to build on from there. Um, I, I've just, you know, sometimes it's good to revisit some truths, even some basic foundational truths. Uh, Bible, Bible teaching or growing in the Word is not just about new truths all the time. Uh, in fact, a, a, the more the more developed a Bible teacher gets, the more they seem to just stick with insisting on and recovering the basics. So it's the younger Bible teachers who feel they've got to teach 500,000 different topics in, in 10 minutes. But you notice the, the longer people have been seasoned ministers, the more they just really stick onto truths, don't they? Have anyone noticed that? I've noticed that. Uh, um, because you begin to realize that, that, that that's, it's so important to feed on and hear things again. Uh, you, it's not about how much you know in your head. It's about what you're walking in, what you're living, and what you're feeding on, what's established in you. Um, and, 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 and we should never get tired of hearing same truths again, because actually they give more to us. P Peter talked about, he said, I, I'm going to put you in remembrance of the things that I've already said. Um, and so I felt it's important that we need to revisit some things. And I'm kind of developing this slowly. I started off with, uh, well, first of all, the fact that I believe it's time that God wants us to go forward. And I'm looking at truths that are connected to us moving forward. Whatever area of your life that's, be, that's been a bit stuck or that you haven't been able to get forward in, well, the Word of God is going gonna, is gonna to enable you to move forward in those areas. Amen? Um, and, and it doesn't matter if there's battles, if there's things that, that you've been stuck in for years, uh, or, or, or even the church in this country, it's time for us to move forward. It's time to move into some things. You in agreement with me about that? This church, we're going forward. We're going forward. We're not moved by what we see. We're not moved by what's going on around us. I believe that God's got a call and a purpose and an intention for what we're doing. And uh, now we sp I've spent five, six weeks talking about the Word, the power of the Word of God. And I've dwelt on that and I've camped on that and, and just sat there for a while because actually, again, this is something that we need to really get a revelation of. We need to become, you know, I, I, on Thursday night, I think most of you were either there or on Zoom. I think everybody here was either present or on Zoom. On Thursday night, I was, I was, I was going through and talking again about the importance of meditating on the Word. Yeah? And, and I, I want to really, I just felt that, I, I felt I needed to say this. I want to encourage you guys that the messages that I teach on Sundays and on Thursdays when we're doing the healing message, Meditate on that through the week. Meditate on those truths. Um, because actually you'll feed and get the most out of it. How many of you know there's things that God is working on in your own personal life, but also as a church, we're a unit. And so as things are being taught and as we're feeding on truths, what you want to do is meditate on those truths through the week. Remind yourself, um, in, in fact, you were saying, remember, because I said a few days, I said a few messages ago how we naturally from a natural point of view we forget 90 percent of what we what what we hear in a message and you were saying well you were purposely trying to remember see how much you could remember of what i talked about okay but it's actually a good thing to just meditate on the truths that we've been talking about and 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 because this will really stir this in you so we talked about the power of the word of god but then we we, we, we last week i i i Develop that message a little bit onto the next step 
Um, and and we, we, we took this well-known phrase, which a lot of people have probably, if they've heard the word, you've probably heard this scripture so many times, Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. And, and, and <clears throat> you know, I, I dwelt on that a little bit, but I really wanted to emphasize last week, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to re recap this a little bit because this is, this is um, going to add to what I, what I want to say today. That I, 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 I believe, and I've come to the realization more and more, that there is a natural human kind of faith, and there is a biblical faith. There's two, in fact, we could probably say there's different types, but, but, but there, there is a biblical faith. Now, biblical faith, first of all, looks like what the Bible says faith looks like, doesn't it? It acts like, it speaks like, but biblical faith also produces the results that the Bible says. Um, but there is also a, a imitation look-alike. It's like the difference between fool's gold and real gold. Um, imitation, anyone ever bought an imitation watch? Or you probably don't want to admit it's an imitation. Or, or, or a cheap knockoff of, of, of a name brand clothing. And it's designed to look like the same thing, isn't it? It's designed to look like it, but it doesn't function the same way. <clears throat> and, and we need to understand, and I don't think a lot of people have really realized this, that a lot of what people are calling faith is not necessarily quite the same as what the Bible calls faith. We have, it's quite loud out there, that rain, isn't it? Is it the heating come on again? I thought it was the rain because it was actually raining quite hard out there. So it's the heating and the rain now. But we need to understand this. A lot of, you see, a lot of people say, well, you know, they hear about teaching on faith, believing God, and then be, they, they try to do what we're taught from the Bible, speak the word, different things, but they're trying to do it from the grounding of their own natural faith, not biblical faith. And what I tried to show you this week, last week is that natural human faith does not produce miraculous results. Just because someone believes that they're going to make it in business doesn't mean miracles are going to start to happen. I mean, you know, people can have beliefs without ever having heard the word. It's possible. You know, a sports team can believe they're going to do well. And, and, and it doesn't mean miraculous power starts to flow on the field. Some of you might think it's a miracle when your sports team wins. But, you know, <laughs> but you understand what I'm saying? There, there, there is a natural type of faith where we all have a believing capacity. We're created like that. But what you need to realize is that what the Bible calls faith, when Jesus said, your faith has made you well, and when he talked about your faith, have faith in God, or in fact, some translations say have the faith of God. And, and that particular way of translating that helps to distinguish what I'm saying now. There's the God kind of faith and there's our own natural kind of faith. Okay? But Jesus talked about the, have faith in God, have the God kind of faith. And he talked about that that faith will cause mountains to move. Yes? How many of you know your natural faith can't do that? If your natural faith could do that, then you didn't need to hear the Bible and, and, and everybody out there should be seeing mountains move just because they're speaking to them. Yeah? Some, some person who doesn't even believe in God's never heard the scriptures in their life 
you know, should be speaking. If they spoke to mountains, then miracles would begin to happen. But do you realize that doesn't happen? Now, there is a degree of power in a sense when people speak, like the Bible says life and death are in the power of the tongue. If you, if you spend your life speaking death, principles will go into motion and, death, and, and it can cause death. Okay, And if someone speaks good things over their life, there's a degree where the natural human person, as they speak things, it, it, it can affect some things because we are connected into the realm of the spirit, yeah? But you see, what, what a lot of people don't realize is we are not functioning in our own natural ability to believe or speak or positive or negative. We're not functioning at full capacity the way God created us to function. That's why we called it the fall of man. Man fell. Okay, man didn't evolve, he devolved. Devolution is actually what happened. We fell from the way God created us to be. But despite that, certain aspects of the truths of that God created us to function still can work in our life to a degree without even knowing the Bible. Yes? But what I tried to show you this last week is if you want to step into what the Bible reveals when the Bible talks about faith, you've got to understand, you've got to go beyond just your natural faith. That truth which says faith comes by hearing what? The Word. Hearing and hearing the Word of God that's where we linked it into the series that I did before this. That's what makes the difference. That's what takes your natural human faith, which can have a degree of effect and, and different things like that because God created us to have dominion on this planet, but we've been under sin and all kinds of things. But when you receive Jesus, it's the word of God which takes your natural human faith and puts it on a whole new plane. And your faith is fed and energized by the word, enabling miraculous power to flow through you. Now, without that, without that, I hope I'm using the terminology right, almost, I'm not a car expert or anything, but I think the terminology is right. Without that fuel injection of the word, the word injecting that fuel into your faith, your faith will remain on just a natural level and won't get the results. So a lot of Christians are not energizing their faith with the word on an ongoing basis. They might hear the word a little bit here or there, but they are trying to produce Bible results in their own natural faith without the energizing effects of the word of God. Yeah? This is why you hear people say, well, I've got faith and I tried to have faith and I tried to do this and it didn't work. So that faith stuff doesn't always work. A lot of the times, and I'm not saying every time, okay? It can be other reasons, but a lot of times you'll find people, the energizing factor of the word is not going into that situation. And people are trying to function by their own natural faith. My ability to just believe something without the word injecting in. If you want to operate in biblical faith, the way the Bible reveals it, you need an ongoing, not, uh, continual energizing of the word. The word. That's why he says, abide in my word. That's why he says, put the word in day and night. It's not a works program. That's the fuel. Yes? That's, the, that's, that's what takes your faith out of 
a natural level and then puts it on a, on a completely different realm into biblical faith. And if you want to function in biblical faith, this is the bit that a lot of people are lacking in. A lot of people are trying to operate in faith because they've heard about faith, but they're trying to do it on a natural human level and it's not producing the results. They're lacking the fuel injection of the word, which energizes. In fact, I was using this word. I'm, this, I'm still recapping last week. I just want to get to today's message. But this is so important. We, we really got to hear this. I, I was using that word energize last week. And I didn't even realize this. And I was listening to somebody preaching this week who quoted Hebrews 4.12, which says the word of God is living and active. And in fact, they read it out of a translation where it uses that word, the word of God is energizing. And I was like, whoa, I've never heard that version before of that verse. That's the exact word I was using that the Spirit of God put on my heart. The word of God will energize. It brings that energizing factor into your faith. Amen? Now, let's develop this a little bit more because it's, it is on my heart to say some things about faith. We've talked about the word, but what the power of the word. Now, what does the word produce in you? We just said it. Faith. Faith comes by hearing the word. So I, I believe in the power of the word of God, but now the next step is what the word is doing in me. And, 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 and the power, getting the power of the word of God functioning in my life. Well, faith is the connection that does that. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at this a slightly different way initially. But I want you to see something. Go to Romans 16. <coughs> Romans 16. I'm going to endeavor to describe something, and I, 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 I want you to capture this. This, this. What I'm about to explain is part of, this is why I recapped so much of last week's, what I'm about to look at is part of this whole idea of the difference between my natural human faith and biblical faith. This is one of the things a lot of people haven't seen. There's a difference. They just, you know, as humans, we have our own idea and definition of what faith is. Many theologians have a whole idea of what faith is that's not even in line with the Bible. You go to other religions and they have an idea of what faith is. Yeah? Humans have a definition of faith. This is why a lot of human definitions of faith, let me add this on before I say this. Do you realize that a lot of what's taught in churches about faith is based upon human definitions of faith, not biblical definitions of faith? And, and, and you know, if you, if you define a word in a particular way, if your idea of what a word means means this, then every time someone uses that word, that's what you will understand. Yes? Now, let's say humans, we have, this is what I think a word means, and this is what God th says the word means. And let's say God uses the word, well, he's going to use it the way he believes it means. But if I hear it, I'm going to hear it the way I think it means. And I can hear something completely, completely different. Yeah? This is, this is how communication works. If you're talking to someone who, who, who doesn't, let's say, doesn't talk English as a first language, and they've heard a little bit about English words, how many of you know some English words have multiple meanings? 
Now, let's say they've only learned one meaning of the word that you, you can't think of a word right now that has multiple meanings. I don't know if anyone can. But, but sorry? There. Yeah. There. There or there, which is similar pronunciation. That's one example. Now, Let's let's say let's say you use that word, but you mean it as in possessive. This is their suitcase, and the person they only know the word there, slightly different spelling, as in over there. And you using it as in this is their suitcase, they're gonna give you a blank look like that doesn't make sense. Because they don't understand the word how you're using it. Yeah. This is this is why there's been a lot of confusion in the church about faith because the way theologians and the way a lot of churches and the way a lot of Christians and the way a lot of humans define the word faith doesn't match how God defines it. So when he uses it in scripture, he's using it with his understanding of what, what it's all about and we interpret it in, in, terms, of, in terms of human faith. This is why so many people, when you talk about faith will move mountains, they give you a blank look because the kind of faith they understand has no capacity to move a mountain. Yeah? To a lot of people, faith is a philosophy, idea, you know, the Christian faith, the Muslim faith, the Hindu faith. Yeah? It, 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 and, and they view it, that's all they view it as in and, and then you try to say to them, faith will get your prayers answered. They're like, oh, it doesn't make any sense. Because the way they view faith doesn't fit those kind of faith doing those kind of things. Many people, to many people, faith is not, faith contains no power whatsoever. It doesn't have any ability to do anything. It's just a philosophy. Yeah? I, I believe in God. I'm not saying I do. But, you know, I believe in God. I believe in aliens. Yeah? Does believing in aliens suddenly create miracle power? Well, do you believe in do you believe in dinosaurs? Do you believe in evolution? You know, people just think it's just it's just what you believe. There's nothing powerful about it. Yeah? Do you see what I'm saying? And this is why a lot of people struggle when when they, when they when they when they view what the Bible says, or especially when we teach about faith, they can't comprehend that because their definition of faith is limited to something that doesn't really do anything. And when you, when you hear Jesus say, your faith got you whole, they look at that like, oh, I don't quite understand how faith can do that, because faith is just, you know, it's what I believe. They don't relate to it as being anything powerful. And a lot of it's because we have a human definition of faith. This is why when you start to teach biblical faith, people oppose it. Even Christians, they don't like it because in their eyes, faith doesn't have any power within it. So they struggle to relate to that, so they reject it because what you're teaching doesn't fit their definition. I'm getting a lot of nods here, and you can see what I'm saying. And this is something we have to deal with. This is why sometimes there's a gap between teaching and faith, and a lot of Christians are just rejecting it because they're operating on a human definition of faith. And they can't comprehend certain things. 
Now, let me just ask you this. Did Jesus or did Jesus not teach that if you have faith in God, you can, you can move a mountain? Now, that's different. Now, just because something is different to how we comprehend faith doesn't mean it's wrong. If Jesus said it, then we've got to believe that's, that this is, there's something different here to how I understand it. Yeah? Now, with that in mind, go to Romans 16, verse 25. <clears throat> this is going to touch on something I covered a few weeks ago, but I want to look at a, a little bit of an angle of it connected to faith. Now to him who is able, Romans 16, 25, now to him who is able to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery kept secret since the world began. Do you see that phrase? According to the, what is a revelation? A, revel a revelation is a revealing a revealing of what? He says, according to the revealing of the mystery, which was, we could say this, which was previously not revealed. It was kept secret. It was hidden. If something is secret, then not everybody knows about it. Would you agree? If it's a secret? If everybody knows about it, it's not a, it's not a very good secret. Yeah? But this is important. I'm going to connect this into faith in just a minute. But he talks here about, in connection to the gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, he talks about a mystery which was kept secret ever since the world began. And then he says that through the gospel and through Jesus Christ is a time when that mystery starts to get revealed, has been revealed. Yes? Now, the mystery is we could basically say the New Testament is the revelation of that mystery. In fact, starting with Jesus Christ. Hebrews 1, I'll quote this one, but you can look it up in your own time. Hebrews 1, verse 1 and 2, talks about God who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past by the prophets if you say the prophets, you'd be talking about Isaiah, Jeremiah, and all the, the Old Testament, yeah? He says, has in these last days spoken to us by his son, yeah? Jesus. So in other words, in these last days, God has spoken to us through his son. Now put these, through, put, put these two passages together. The, the, he talks about the gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ with, with the arrival of Jesus on this planet. With G, when Jesus stepped onto this planet, and especially when he stepped onto ministry, into ministry and began preaching, you, we stepped into an era where God began to reveal secrets which had been hidden since before humanity existed. Yes? Now, why would God keep it a secret? Well, I'm sure there are various reasons. But 
if, if God has protected... Now, let me, let me just take a side journey here. I spoke, to you, I spoke to you a few weeks ago when we were talking about the Word. I talked to you about the scrolls up in heaven. And some of them are sealed. Well, I personally think the gospel was one of those scrolls at one point. It's been unsealed. Do you realize just the, 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 the how many, five, six, seven seals in Revelation are not necessarily the only seals there are. Those are just the ones we're told about in Revelation. But the, the, when I look at the word, especially when I read this verse, we've just, the revelation of the mystery kept secret since the world began. You begin to realize God planned and spoke out salvation and the gospel even before time began. He, re, he, he spoke it out in his word. The power of his word was released into the gospel. And, and, and I believe it was even recorded in the scrolls of heaven and then sealed up and kept secret so nobody could read it. And it was a, a specific time when Jesus came and into the, 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 the time of the, the, the start of the church through Paul and Peter, God revealed the mystery that had been secret since time began. Yeah? And the power of that word, just because it was sealed up and kept secret, didn't mean it lost its power over all that time. There was power in that. The Bible calls it the power of the gospel. It was contained in that secret. Now, if God kept something secret, I, I, I might say, uh, let, me, let me add a few words in. It sounds like a closely guarded secret. Yeah? If something is a closely guarded secret um, and, and, and you keep it, you really protect it, it's probably because it's kind of valuable information, isn't it? Would you agree with me? Certainly this secret is. This is, now, if this, he, he's, he put this all together. He says that from Jesus and from the gospel, God began to reveal things that had been kept secret since time began. In other words, we didn't know it. Do you want to know what one of those secrets is? Faith. Someone says, I don't think that's one of the secrets. You better believe it is because faith is one of the, the revelations of the New Testament. Did they understand faith in the Old Testament? Faith was not the primary way they functioned in the Old Testament. It took the Apostle Paul... Now, someone says, yes, but he talked about Abraham and all of that. Yes, he did. But it took a New Testament perspective and the Apostle Paul getting revelation from the Holy Spirit about the Old Covenant and the Old Testament in order for him to even comprehend these people walking in faith. Before the Holy Spirit opened that up to him, he didn't view it that way. Do you realize that? So although people in the Old Covenant, Abraham and his faith, although that, that is, they did step into some things, that was not revealed as to how relationship with God worked. I'm trying to get, get something to, across to you today, and just stick with me on this, because this is so important. The revelation of faith is a New Testament revelation. It is something God kept secret. Why did, he, why did he keep it secret? Because this was reserved for people who were new creation, walking in the righteousness of God and, and walking in the light. 
If God revealed the power of faith and the power of some things to, to, to an unborn again people, well, can, can you imagine the destruction they would have done? He kept the secret. And coming through Jesus, he began to reveal the secret. So when Jesus said in Mark 11, have faith in God, for verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea. Do you realize he's revealing quite a powerful secret that was not really known up until that time? He's opening up insight into a topic, faith, that is completely new to us. Even though up until that time, I'm sure they used the word faith. They, um, they had their own idea of what faith is. But now Jesus is beginning to reveal to them a completely different kind of faith called the God kind of faith, which has been sealed up in, a, in secrecy up until this time. And this is important because what I want you to see is because he has kept it secret, it's not something we could know in our own heads. So if we want to step into the power of this and walk in it, we have to, to some degree, abandon our own preconceived ideas of what faith is and redefine ourselves according to the new revelation of that what he God has now revealed to us faith is and how it works. If you keep trying to pull biblical faith back into natural human faith and how we think it is, this is why a lot of Christians are doing why they, they can't get their faith to it because they're not adjusting themselves to the revelation. This was kept secret by God. It's one of the things that was kept secret. Faith is a massive topic throughout the New Testament. Salvation, righteousness by faith. Receiving the promise by faith. But if we don't, if a person doesn't open their heart and adjust themselves to the way he is now revealing it, and you try to hold to your own idea of how it works, you're going to get it all confused. We have to make the shift and realize this is a revelation of something different. It means somebody not functioning according to this revelation ain't going to see it. I've got to shift my idea of what faith is out of my own natural view and shift it into a revelation God has revealed something that was kept secret. What has he revealed? He has said there is actually power in faith. Now, faith that is built on the power of the word of God. One of the reasons people struggle and they think, well, you know, my faith doesn't work. I tried that faith. Very often it's because they, they, they're, they're trying to pull everything back into their own definition. They're trying to operate it. They're not seeing the mystery that's been revealed. God kept this secret. 
Was it known before Jesus spoke, Mark eleven twenty three, 23, before Jesus walked the earth and he said, speak to that mountain, did anyone know that truth? This was a secret. But were there people who probably believed in the ability to believe things at that time? Yeah. Human beings had their own natural definition, but there had to be a shift of viewpoint to conform to the secret that's now being revealed. And this is one of the secrets. And through the New Testament, he begins to reveal to us what faith will do. And, and, and this is why when Jesus said, your faith got you, got you. I don't think the woman who was the issue of blood but intentionally knew she was functioning in faith. I don't think she had the slightest clue she was doing it. I don't think she went home and meditated on how to get her faith working. She didn't know. <laughs> yeah? But Jesus began to reveal that's what's doing it. That's what's causing the miracle. That's what's calling, causing the healing. Why is he doing this? He's revealing this to us so that we can then begin to understand that's how things function. So we can make the shift into the kind of faith that he's now revealing. Stepping out of just our natural faith and begin to say, I'm going to function in a different kind of faith, the God kind of faith. It's a faith that has now been revealed and it's available for me to walk in. What does that? Now I need to become convinced what that faith will do. Will natural human faith move a mountain? No. But does he say the God kind of faith will? So I make the shift. I begin to now say, yes, it, can, it does have the ability to do this. This is a different kind of faith. This is a newly revealed one. Does natural human faith, my own definition of faith, does it have the power to cause a miracle and a healing in the body? No. But Jesus revealed a type of faith that does. So now shift and begin to believe there is a God kind of faith which can cause a change in the body. That's the, that's the kind of faith I need to shift to function it. I need to go with the revealed faith rather than my own preconceived ideal of faith. Make the shift. And this, I hope this is making sense. We've got to walk away from our own definition this is why a lot of theologians who don't understand the revelation of Scripture will tell you, oh, faith can't do that, faith can't do that, faith can't do miracles, because they're holding to a preconceived definition. We need to go with the revealed definition, which is, the, which is now part of, it was, this was kept secret. God, there's a closely guarded secret. Why? God didn't want people walking in this kind of power outside of the new creation. <laughs> yeah? But now he is raising up a people and he begins to reveal a type of faith that's been kept secret. And now he teaches you to use it. Why? Because he, is he wants to raise up a generation who step into a completely different realm in this faith. Where if, if necessary, we walk away and say, I'm not going to define faith how humans are, have defined it up to now. I'm going to redefine faith according to this revelation of that he has revealed it is it's a faith that's energized by the power of the word of god and it's a faith that has the power to release the miraculous into situations and i'm now convinced that that kind of faith is a faith i can function in because jesus taught it 
And I'm going to believe that faith will do and can do what he says it can do. What did he say? Did he show faith can fix your body? To make the shift. Faith's what I need to fix my body because that is what he reveals that wasn't known before Jesus, that wasn't revealed or understood, but he has revealed that. That's part of what he's now revealed as part of the mystery of the New Testament. It was kept secret before then. But now that the secret's been revealed, I can begin to say, okay, faith, my, my, the faith he's given me through his word has the power to make that change in the body. Does it have the power to reach into the realm of God and, 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 and release the miraculous in situations? Now, does, does natural human faith have that power? No. So stop trying to hold to the natural human faith and, and about, say, fine, I'm not holding to that one. I'm going to go with the fresh definition that's in the revelation of the mystery that he kept secret. And we're going to redefine it and function in a God kind of faith that's able to do things differently. Does this make sense to you? And this is, this is why some people are still struggling. They're trying to operate in their own natural faith and convince themselves somehow that faith's going to do it. Shift out and just say, you know what, I'm going to walk away from all the definitions that man's told me about faith theologians and other churches, and I'm going to redefine according to the secret that God's now revealed. And he has said, I've got this kind of faith. And his, his word energizes me with this. I've got, the, I've got the power of that faith is working in me. And my faith will do what he said it would do. Not what someone else said it won't do. Because they're thinking about a different type of faith. I'm functioning in a newly revealed faith that's that he's kept secret, and he's now said, it's now revealed, you can function in this. And my faith will do in my body what he said it'll do. My faith will achieve what he said it will achieve. Now, I'm not crediting myself for that, because the kind of faith that he reveals is a faith that's energized by the power of the word. The word, this is what I, 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 I can't find a way to describe this. I'm still trying to, it's like a, self-energizing power source. I mean, the closest we've got in our solar system is the sun, but do you realize even the power of the sun will eventually run out? It's using up fuel. God's word is a self-energizing. It will never run out of power or fuel, and it becomes the fuel system for a faith that's on a completely different level. It's a faith that's able to release miraculous, into, miraculous power or miracles into situations, including in your body, your finances, your family, your life. And this is a newly revealed kind of faith. We shift out of our definition and we shift into his definition of faith. It means to realize, so stop fighting. Oh, will faith do this? Oh, will, I don't know if my faith will do that. The fight is because we're trying to tussle between definitions. He's revealed something new. Let's go with the newly revealed. This was a mystery kept, this is part of the mystery. It's not the only one, it's part of the mystery. The mystery of the New Testament, when he began to reveal through the Apostle Paul, it started with Jesus. God began to speak to us through Jesus, and Jesus began to start teaching some things about faith. It's one of the things he taught that was new. He was revealing a whole new piece of information that was not available in human history until that. And then throughout the New Testament, Paul continued on with that. 
through his writings, talk about the faith of Abraham. Do you realize Abraham's faith made him righteous, but Abraham's faith also enabled him to receive promises? Many people think that all my faith can do is, is receive salvation. No, we see two different things with Abraham's faith. Abraham's faith made him righteous. It also enabled him to receive promises. And that's, we've shown, that's the kind of faith to function in. So I received Jesus with my faith, but now I have promise-receiving faith too. Amen? I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to end up stopping right there. But I hope that's just open something up to you a little bit. You've got to see this almost as two different types of faith. Natural human faith and the, the revealed faith. Step out. Stop trying to do it in my own faith, in my own ability, and trying to make it happen without the power of the word, and begin to realize Jesus has revealed a type of faith that's been kept secret. It's part of the revelation of the New Testament. He opened up and said there's a new type of faith to function in people. It's a faith that's energized by the power of the word. It comes only by hearing the word. In other words, if you haven't heard the word, you don't have it. And yet there's all kinds of people who have got the other kind of faith who've never heard the scripture in their lives. You see what I'm, the distinction I'm making? This is a faith that as you hear the word, the power of the word begins to energize this kind of faith inside of you. Some call it the God kind of faith. But it's, it's a different type of faith. And that kind of faith, Jesus said, will move that mountain. It's newly revealed now. Yes, people... The power of the word to do and the, what the word is doing on the inside of me. But even then, people are having, trying to have faith in their own natural faith trying to do it. Jesus began to reveal something new here. This is part of a revelation that was unlocked in the secrets of heaven of a people who were to rise up. And we, we were saying it this morning, there's an army rising up. It's an army of faith. It's an army of faith-based people walking on a whole different level, walking in a type of faith other human beings don't walk in. Energized by the power of the word. And that kind of faith can do exactly what Jesus said it can do. Amen? Anyway, let's just pray. Father God, we worship you. Lord, we praise you. Father, I thank you. I thank you, Father God that Jesus came in and he began to open up mysteries. He began to open up secrets, secrets of the realm of God, secrets that had, had been kept hidden. He began to open up and reveal things that were different to how we viewed them. We viewed many of the faith and the relationship with God in a different way until Jesus revealed it. Lord, help us to step into and operate in what, what Jesus has revealed, what the Word has revealed what you have revealed and not just get caught up in our own definitions, but begin to say the faith that Jesus is talking about is able to do exactly what he said it's able to do. And it's energized by the power of the word of God functioning in my life. Father God, we, so we become convinced of that. We want to step into that more. And I thank you, Father God, that as we do, I thank you, it'll do exactly what you said it'll do. It'll cause the changes in the body. It'll release power in a way that God says it'll release power. And, and, and in a way that natural faith will not and cannot do. 
We don't have to try to make it happen. Just step into it and function it because he's, he's invested that faith in you through the power of his word. And we can operate on another level as we step into that kind of faith, that revealed faith. Father, I thank you that, 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 that miracles can happen, Lord God. And, and it's not a struggle. It's not a struggle. It's not, the struggle is because you're trying to do it in your natural human faith. You're trying to achieve Bible results with your natural capacity for faith. But there's a connection to make through the power of the word where you step into a new type of faith that was revealed. And in that kind of faith, it moves and it flows and it does exactly what Jesus says it does. So we thank you for that, Lord. Thank you for the power of that. And it can only be energized with the ongoing fuel source of the word being fed in constantly. That's what puts that on a new level. Hallelujah. So, Father, I thank you. I thank you, Lord God. I'm expecting and I'm believing for the, to see the results and the miracles. And we're going to be a generation that's going to step into a new plane and operate on a higher level. And we're going to walk in a higher place because we're not going to be doing it in our own strength, in our own capacity, in our own natural human ability. But we're going to function on a new level with the power of your word flowing and functioning in our lives. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you for that, Lord. We give you all of the glory, all of the honor, all of the praise, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes, go for it.